Chapter 39 of House, Garden, and Field by L. C. Meall. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Oak Leaves The true shape of an oak leaf can be recorded in several ways. Sprinkling and nature printing are both easy and effective. Sprinkling I need not describe. Nature printing can be done by anyone who possesses a cyclostyle apparatus. Ink the leaf, just as the printer inks his type, and print from it by pressing the leaf against the paper with the finger. Printer's ink thinned with turpentine is better than cyclostyle ink, which is too oily. Drawing to scale is best of all, because it admits of intelligent selection of the most significant features. There are three peculiarities of an oak leaf which I invite you to consider. 1. It widens from the base towards the tip. 2. It is unequal-sided. The midrib does not run exactly down the middle of the leaf, and one side is a little larger than the other. 3. It has a sinuous margin. If you look at a leafy oak branch, you will see that the leaves stand out on all sides. Looking endwise at the branch, they seem to radiate from a point as in a rosette. In the case of radiating leaves, it is convenient that they should be narrow at the base, where there is little room, and widen as they get further from their support. Some plants, such as dandelion and shepherd's purse, form leafy rosettes on the ground. Gather one or two and see whether their leaves do or do not widen outwards. An oak leaf is unequal-sided because of the peculiar way in which it is packed in the bud. Take nine books and arrange them in three concentric circles, each of three books. The books must stand tangentially and upright, resting on their edges, and every book should come opposite the interval between two of the books in the next circle. That is, they should be set alternately. The covers of every book will represent the halves of a leaf folded in two. This rough model gives a good notion of the way in which oak leaves are set in the bud, but the number is not always exactly nine, and other things besides leaves enter into the bud, which I omit for simplicity's sake. Now each leaf, being set in the manner described, will have one half facing the center of the bud, while the other half will face outwards. The outer half will be less pinched for room and will therefore grow bigger than the other. This is, I believe, the reason for the unequal-sided oak leaf. We still have to account for the sinuous margin. Lord Avebury, in his book On Buds and Stipules, points out that though the leaves of oak and beech, quote, are of about equal length, the buds of the oak are much shorter than those of the beech. The young leaves of the beech are able to lie straight in the bud. Those of the oak have not room to do so, and are consequently bent somewhat like a bow along the midrib. Now, if the outer edge were straight, the result would be that when the young leaf emerged and straightened itself, the edge must tear. This, however, is avoided by its being thrown into folds, and this, I believe, accounts for the lobes and bays so characteristic of the oak leaf." Unquote. Oak leaves cast their leaves very late, and young oaks sometimes do not cast them till spring. All winter through, the tree may bear brown, withered leaves, and in a very mild winter, the leaves will even remain green till after Christmas. This is true, not only of our common oak, but also of the turkey oak, which is not uncommon in parks and gardens. The beech, which is closely related to the oak, is another tree which, when young, keeps its withered leaves on the boughs. I sometimes fancy that this may be a vestige of the evergreen habit, which certain southern oaks, namely the evergreen oak, the cork oak, and the gall oak still retain. Young trees, being sheltered in many cases by trees of greater stature, catch the wind less, and this may be the reason why young oaks and beeches keep their leaves through the winter more frequently than full-grown ones. 
Trees which do not cast their leaves at the approach of winter give a much greater hold to the wind and have need of peculiarly tough and strong wood, such as oak and beech, actually possess. End of chapter 39